This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, January 4, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. President Obama today signs into law new regulations governing how food gets produced in the U.S., but the FDA's broad new powers are largely at odds with the FDA's ability to get the job done. That's if the job can truly be done at all. Regulation Magazine editor Peter Van Doren offers his thoughts. To me, some of what's going on here with this bill reminds me of the SEC and Bertie Madoff in the sense that lots of tasks that our regulators are tasked with by the Congress are impossible in the sense of the set of things out there that, that, that would have to be investigated. Um, I think with Bernie Madoff, I, I read that there were 700,000 tips given to the SEC each year to investigate financial wrongdoing. There's only 3,000 inspectors in the SEC. So you work out the math. If an inspector would have to process something every, you know, whatever, second in order, in order to go through every possible thing that anybody had ever told it uh, could be wrong with their financial system. Um, the FDA, there's uh, the figures vary, but a GAO report I read earlier today said there's 60 to 70,000 facilities in the United States that are subject to FDA food inspection authority, and there's around 2,000 inspectors. Okay, so again, that's one thirty it, it one thirtieth, uh, and inspections to com- to, to to measure all of the things the FDA does in fact regulate would be very time consuming. Right, and so the task that the public and the Congress in effect want the agency to do is is in some sense um, not impossible, but much more expensive than we're actually willing to pay. And the dirty little secret of much regulation is it's designed to make the Congress and the public, well, the public feel reassured, the Congress look good, and not spend uh, all of GDP doing it. Now, that, of course, means every now and then you're going to have bad things happen. And this makes the agency look bad because it's supposed to be protecting you. It made the SEC look bad with Bernie Madoff. And in the recent food contamination scandals of the last few years, the FDA looks bad. It looks impotent. So part of this new law is designed to give the FDA so-called recall authority, which it doesn't have now. And the point of that is not to prevent anything, actually. It's simply when a uh, contamination event occurs and it gets on the TV news, then the FDA can do what the police inspector does in the uh, Casablanca, which is round up the usual suspects. I mean, it can do something. And that may be, from the agency's point of view, what this bill is about, which is to make, to, to not let politicians and agencies look impotent and or stupid and or incompetent during times of crisis. Now, this is not the Cato view of the world, uh, but it, but the the public seems to want somebody to do something when something happens, and the notion that you are largely responsible for your life and you should um, use market-like devices to figure things out and you might want to buy branded items that give you guarantees of a private sort. Um, that thought, while seemingly obvious to us, is not seemingly obvious to the most of the American people. And instead, they feel better when something called the FDA or the USDA blesses 
um, the food that they have uh, eaten. One concern here is with producers, small producers, that is people who don't use industrial methods that may not lend themselves easily to the types of uh, parts per million uh, regulation that the FDA uh, sometimes does. The right of center blogosphere was intensely worried about this. They were they argued against this law um, because it would invade every uh, farmers market and volunteer fire department apple pie festival and and the like. My own view is that those fears are uh, unwarranted. Uh, not n- not the, the least, regardless of the legal aspects of the law, but in fact. The Senate passed an amendment, uh, which then the House accepted, which exempted all uh, producers with 500000 a year revenue or less. And those farmers who sold into markets uh, 250 miles or closer uh, to, the, to the farm, to the producer. And this embodies in law what's now known as the locavore movement, which is uh, fashionable not on the right but on the left. And my point here is middle-class approved things, whatever that is, um, at, in any current time and culture, they don't get slammed by the government. They don't get regulated by the government. They are, it's minority things that get regulated. So when smoking was, was majority and popular among middle-class folks, it was not uh, regulated and it was not frowned upon. Now that it is not a middle-class activity and it is largely um, an activity of lower-income people, the political system slams it all the time and taxes it because lower-income people don't vote and they're not organized, et cetera, et cetera. So the notion that the government wasn't going to intrude on all sorts of activities that are culturally um, approved in middle-class life, I think, was was never going to happen. Um, now, logically, maybe it ought to be in the, in the sense that germs and viruses and contamination uh, do not know the size of the producer. They don't know whether the thing is being transported 250 miles or not. So from a purely, let's call it science-based regulatory point of view, which ironically is what Republicans are in favor of, science-based regulation, um, Risks can be introduced into the food supply by Aunt Jenny and the Volunteer Fire Department, as well as some corporate large entity. And so, logically, one needs to, ought to demand evidence from the producer, regardless of their size, that they have done things in an intelligent fashion. Um, And so, this exemption, even though, um, uh, A, it's not surprising to me, but B, it actually isn't science-based in that sense. What these people, both on the left and the right, uh, for lack of better terms, uh, should want are suspicious consumers. Exactly. And, but and, they don't. But, but, consumers are suspicious, but again, because of what uh, our colleague Gene Healy has described, I mean, basically, the 20th century has seen um, a trend in our political system for something called the great man or potentially the great woman, the president, to then take care of us and do stuff for us. And in turn, the Congress follows some of that. And the the notion of uh, um, sort of a whole foods model, which is our brand name, our goodwill, our profits come from trying to convince you that we've done a good job and here is our transparent 
procedures that we follow. And we go beyond the government. We show you the farm where this thing comes from. And you can go there yourself and try to see. And, and in fact, we have reports on file that say what goes on. Um, the That kind of private branding movement um, has not it, it Whole Foods does it to some extent, but but uh, that has not spread much um, to to the to the wider food market, and it's I think disappointing and surprising to people like me that there haven't been more entrepreneurs that try to in in effect privately certify various things that have been done uh, on behalf of, of food safety. Well, in many cases, aren't those uh, private efforts later? And co-opted by uh, federal agencies. Well, some not not always co-opted, but sometimes prohibited. I mean, what's interesting about um, there was a beef produ- Well, the the you know the Kobe beef market, right? In Japan, you can if you have a certain kind of beef, and you can export it into the Japanese or Korean markets, it is extremely lucrative and profitable. And some farmers in the United States. Um, tried to, in effect, privately say they had techniques for certifying their cattle uh, to be free from uh, the bovine, the BCE, what's the uh, mad cow disease. And they, um, the FDA actually restricted them from doing that because, again, the, what the FDA wants is a commodity-based, non-branded style of production, which is very useful in for, for big agriculture as opposed to sort of branded, uh, producer-oriented agriculture. It, it, it's odd because you think of our wine industry, which is totally different, right? There are thousands of producers, each of which have brands, each of which are cultivated. And then think of milk, which is nothing. There's no... There's no, it's homogenized. There's, yeah, it's homogenized. So it, it, the wine industry shows that it's possible to create branded identity and then convey quality information uh, as a result of that. And, but traditionally, our, uh, the other parts of agriculture have been very commodity-oriented and, and have used the F, USDA and FDA regulatory system as a way to sort of buy – consumer um, comfort, if you will, on the cheap. Peter Van Doren is editor of Regulation Magazine and a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read or subscribe to Regulation at Cato.org.